20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, Packer fans? Happy Monday. Welcome into an all new episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Pack a Day Podcast. Always appreciate you joining me. Let's start by saying the Green Bay Packers, your Green Bay Packers, are officially in the playoff hunt. And no, if you would have told me even two weeks ago that we were heading into December, that's when Green Bay's next game is going to be in December, that the Packers were legitimately in the playoff hunt coming off of back-to-back wins against the Chargers and the Lions, I would not have believed you in any capacity. I did not expect this to be the case. Uh, Again, a couple weeks ago, I didn't really expect it to be the case at the beginning of the season. Did I think they could be competitive? Yes. Did I think that they could stay in the hunt up until, you know, kind of December and kind of be a little bit frisky and maybe finish somewhere in that eight and nine range? Absolutely. But I'm not sure I would have ever expected as we, again, kicked off December later this week that not only is Green Bay in the hunt, but they might legitimately be favorites to actually hold a playoff spot come the end of the season, which is astounding. It's legitimately astounding. It's astounding because they moved on from a generational player in Aaron Rodgers and traded him in the offseason. With that came a massive dead cap hit. It's astounding because one of their other huge cap hits that they were really leaning upon on their offense this year, David Bakhtiari, only played in one game. One of their other keys to the entire offense, Aaron Jones, has been beat up or out almost all of the season so far. In fact, I'm not sure we've really seen a fully healthy Aaron Jones for a full game at any point this year. It's astounding because those are few and like those are just a few of the insane injuries that Green Bay's had to deal with so far. It's astounding because just at the trade deadline, they traded away one of their other best players in Razul Douglas for a future third round pick, having to also give up a fifth round pick in the process of doing so. This was a team that were sellers at the trade deadline that was heading into a three-game stretch against the Chargers, the Lions, and the Chiefs, where it looked like they may lose, you know, all but the Rams game from week four on. Like that is crazy. And obviously I'm I mean up until that Chiefs game, not through the remainder of this season, but the like the stretch of games for a while there were not pretty. You had losses to the Broncos and the Raiders that today look much better than they did at the time. And it was just not a aesthetically pleasing brand of football that Green Bay was playing. And to even mention the word playoffs with this team, uh, what, a month ago, was basically laughable and was akin to the Jim Mora playoffs. You want to talk about playoffs? Playoffs? So it, it seemed completely unrealistic that today we would be talking about the Green Bay Packers legitimately being in the playoff hunt at five and six coming off of back-to-back wins against the Chargers and the Lions. And currently, currently, as we sit here today, are the number eight seed in the playoffs. Now, there is no number eight seed in the playoffs. Of course, there are only seven seeds in the NFC, but they are holding that number eight spot as the top team that would not make the playoffs at this point. 
So a couple things. Before we jump in fully today, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I do want to apologize in advance because as much as I would love to keep beautiful eye contact with you guys, uh, there's a ton of numbers and probabilities and scheduling stuff that I'm going to have to read a little bit today. So my apologies for that, but bear with me. Um, and obviously for those of you listening on the audio podcast, you will not know any different other than me having to give that disclaimer. So let's jump in and just know that I'm going to have to do a little bit more reading than usual today. The first thing I want to discuss though, when it comes to the entire playoff scenario is that to me, there are two things that still supersede any sort of win loss record or playoff push moving forward. And those two things that are still the single most important aspect of this entire season, it's not getting into the playoffs because I don't, and I've been wrong before, but I don't legitimately think, and I don't think you legitimately think that Green Bay has any real shot at winning a Super Bowl this year. That would be insane. If they did, awesome. That'd be great. But I think we can say that the odds of that are just astronomically slim of that happening. So as much as it would be fun for Green Bay to get into the playoffs and it'd be this amazing experience for a young team, and it's awesome to push for that, there are two things that are still more important than that. Number one is the development and the progress of Jordan Love, which has been coming along swimmingly as of late. But That is still 1A on my list of priorities for the Packers this year is seeing Jordan Love, seeing him improve and getting that true evaluation of him for the remainder of this year. And to be clear, it's not like making the playoffs or not making the playoffs and Jordan Love playing well as like go hand in hand. Like if Jordan plays well, your odds of, you know, making the playoffs go up. But to me, that's still the most important thing is that Jordan Love shows progress and you can get that full evaluation of him. And number two is the consistent growth and improvement of this team. I quite frankly, as I've said all year long, if this team somehow like got worse than what we just saw against the Lions and to some extent the Chargers over the past couple weeks, and they played worse football, maybe lost to the Vikings and the Chiefs, but just won their other four games against bad football teams and somehow got in the playoffs, but it it just was really gross. They, you know, maybe got some ugly wins or something like that. And like the overall progress of the team took a step back. I don't know. To me, that's not all that exciting to me. On the flip side, if you told me that they continued to get better and show even more signs of growth and love looked better and these young playmakers looked better and there were legitimate signs of like, holy cow, some of these guys are really breaking out but they lose to the Chiefs. Maybe they lose to the Vikings. Maybe they've got a game against whomever, maybe Tampa, where they just get some bad calls that go against them. They end up with three losses and it's not enough to get them in. Okay, that sucks. It's not great. It's not ideal. But if you told me that they continue to show signs of progress and love is specifically continue to show those signs of progress, that to me is still more important than any specific playoff push. But like I said, they're not exactly mutually conclusive. And if you have these things that do go into this Jordan Love improving and the rest of the team improving. Like I said, the odds are you're playing better and the odds are that you do have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. And I'll say it one more time. It is a very real possibility at this time. So how does Green Bay get there? How does Green Bay actually get into January as a playoff team? Let's start by saying the division is extremely unlikely. The Lions still sit atop the division at eight and three, and Green Bay would have to jump both the Lions and the Minnesota Vikings to get into that spot. Now, the Lions and Vikings both play themselves twice. So you've got Lions at Vikings and Vikings at Lions still yet this season. 
which also isn't necessarily the most ideal thing because each of them are getting wins in some capacity. So that makes it even more tough. If the Lions go 2-0 in those games, well, then they've picked up two wins and it makes it almost impossible to win the division. If the Vikings go 2-0, that's great. They're down to 8-5, at least you know as of right now, as we're kind of talking through this hypothetically. Uh, but that also means that now the Vikings have two more wins, which makes it harder for them to jump. You get my point is that they're both going to get some wins along the way and jumping both of them is going to be very difficult to do. If it were to happen, Green Bay would have to win out every single game the remainder of the season, including beating the Chiefs. And per the New York Times and their insanely amazing uh, probability playoff calculator, which I'm going to be referencing a ton today, even if they won out, Green Bay would have about a 22% chance of winning the division. So they would have to win out and have some help. And if they do not win out, the odds just go even way more down from there. So it's not impossible but it's definitely extremely unlikely. Green Bay, if you're looking from an odd standpoint, is currently plus 2,200 to win the division, which if you're looking at implied probability, gives them about a 4.3% chance to win the division. So if you're looking for a playoff push and how they get there, looking towards the division is probably not the right way to go, which leaves you with the wildcard opportunities. And let's just put it this way, the number five spot, and specifically the Dallas Cowboys who are in that number five spot, is also not the way to go. The Cowboys are eight and three on the year, and it is extremely unlikely. I'll talk more on that in just a moment. They do, however, have a pretty challenging schedule for the remainder of the year. The This is the Cowboys schedule coming up. Seahawks at home, Eagles at home, at Bills, at Dolphins, Lions at home, and then finally they get a team that is not like a playoff, at least, you know, competitor, like like trying to get in the playoffs in the Commanders, where they travel to Washington the final week of the season. So Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, and Commanders the rest of the year. So they do have an incredibly difficult schedule, but eight and three gives them a huge leg up. And even a win against just the Commanders and losing against everyone else would put them at nine and eight. You figure they're probably getting a win or two somewhere along the line and Vegas thinks so as well because per DraftKings, they are negative 20,000 to make the playoffs, which gives them a 99.5% chance to get into the playoffs in some capacity. So Green Bay's odds of you know surpassing the Cowboys and getting the Cowboys out of the playoffs in the process, probably not great either. So you're not looking at the division and you're not looking at the number five seed in the Dallas Cowboys, or just more specifically, you're not looking at Dallas. You're expecting them to get in as well. So more importantly, you're looking at the number six seed and you're looking at the number seven seed. The two teams at the bottom of the wild card right now, as we speak, the number six seed Minnesota Vikings and the number seven seed Seattle Seahawks, both currently sitting at six and five as of recording this. If you're listening to this after the Monday night football game, things may have changed, but as of right now, both teams sit at six and five. The number six seed Minnesota Vikings, here is their schedule the remainder of the way. They have the Bears on Monday night football. Then they go to the Raiders, which have been playing much better as of late. They go to the Bengals, Unfortunately for Green Bay, not having Joe Burrow in that game will be a huge advantage to Minnesota, although they will not have Kirk Cousins, obviously, either. Then they have the Lions at home, the Packers at home, and then they go to the Lions at the end of the year. So they have two games left against the Lions, and Green Bay does have the opportunity to face the Vikings, even though it's in Minnesota, to make up a win in the win column there and give the Vikings a loss. 
So one more time, Vikings schedule the remainder of the way. Bears at Raiders at Bengals, Lions, Packers at Lions. So interesting. Negative 220 to make the playoffs right now per DraftKings, which gives them a mathematical 68.8% chance to make the playoffs. Minnesota likely makes a push to get in, but it's certainly not a guarantee. And Green Bay having that game against them could be huge moving forward, assuming Green Bay can find a way to pick up that win in Minnesota. And then number seven, the Seattle Seahawks, currently sitting at six and five as well. They go to Dallas and to San Francisco and then Philly at home in their next three games. At Dallas, at San Francisco, Philly at home in their next three games. They then have at Titans, Steelers at home, at Cardinals. So Steelers at home, uh, Steelers are still going to play you tough every single week. And then their two easiest games, the Titans and Cardinals are still on the road. So again, at Cowboys, at 49ers, Eagles at home, at Titans, Steelers at home, at Cardinals. Not an easy schedule the rest of the way for the Seahawks. They are currently plus 135 to make the playoffs with a 42.6 implied probability, 42.6% chance uh, via implied probability to actually make the playoffs. And that brings us to number eight currently, your Green Bay Packers sitting at five and six, have the Chiefs at home this week, then at Giants, Buccaneers at home, at Panthers, at Vikings, Bears at home. That is the eight and three Chiefs at home this week. Then they go to the four and eight currently New York Giants, Buccaneers at home who are four and seven right now, at the Panthers who are one and ten and the worst team in football, at the Vikings who are currently six and five, Bears at home three and eight is where the Bears are at right now. DraftKings gives Green Bay a plus one hundred chance to make the playoffs as a wild card team or basically as an implied probability a fifty percent chance a coin flips chance to make the playoffs. One other team I wanted to mention, the LA Rams at number nine, also sitting at five and six. Green Bay has the tiebreaker because they beat the Rams earlier this season. They play the Browns at home. They go to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Commanders at home, Saints at home, at Giants, at 49ers. Two really tough games at 49ers and at Ravens. And then we'll see what they do in the rest of their games. But again, if Green Bay and LA turned up tied, Green Bay does have that tiebreaker. So that's where the Rams are sitting right now. There are some other NFC South teams. I just wholeheartedly believe that the South is going to get one team. And if they can't beat the other NFC South team, they're just not going to get in anyway because the other teams will have passed them. If you're looking at the betting favorites to currently get the wild card seeds in the NFC, the Cowboys are negative 1,800. So again, they're a massive opportunity to get in the playoffs in some capacity, but negative 1,800 to have a wild card seed. Negative 125 is the Vikings, plus 100 is the Packers, plus 125 is the Seahawks, plus 210 are the Rams. So if you're looking at that, weighing it out, the number five seed, negative 1800 Cowboys, the number six, negative 125 Vikings, the seven, plus 100 Packers, then the eight, plus 125 Seahawks, the nine, plus 210 Rams is what Vegas is going off of right now. Again, it's not perfect. They're trying to get you to bet. It's not exactly a key predictor, but that's where the odds are at this time in Vegas. So if you want to know what to cheer for moving forward, you want to cheer obviously for the Packers. You want to cheer against the Vikings and the Seahawks. Those are the two big teams to cheer against. If you're looking for something in the NFC South, cheer for the Falcons 
and against the Saints. The reason being is you want the Falcons to win the NFC South because right now the Falcons would have the tiebreaker with the Packers because the Falcons beat the Packers earlier this year. So you don't want any sort of conflict there. You would rather have it be the Saints that are chasing for that wild card spot and the Falcons are the team that are you know running away with the NFC South rather than the other way around. So cheer for the Falcons, cheer against the Saints. And as of right now, I would very much argue, and you can look at it however you want, but the Eagles, the 49ers, the Lions, and the Cowboys aren't super relevant to Green Bay's chase right now. So you don't have to cheer against the Cowboys, the Lions, the 49ers, or the Eagles because they're ahead in the NFC race. You're not really fighting for those spots. There's gonna, those four spots are basically taken. You're going to have the NFC South spot that's taken. You're really cheering against the Vikings and the Seahawks, and again, for the Packers. So coming up, be as it may, this upcoming week, as I mentioned, Monday Night Football, tonight as you're probably listening to this, Vikings-Bears on Monday Night Football, as weird as it sounds and as disgusting as it may make you feel, you're a Bears fan on Monday Night Football if you want the Packers to make the playoffs. And then Seahawks-Cowboys on Thursday Night Football, as much as it may pain you and give you some acid indigestion, you're a Cowboys fan on Thursday So you are a Bears and Cowboys fan on Monday and Thursday if you are trying to get the Packers to the playoffs. And again, cheering against the Vikings and the Seahawks may be a bit more palatable than cheering for the Bears and Cowboys, but it is what it is. And you have two big primetime games that if you're a Packer fan, you have a very vested and rooted interest in for the Packers the remainder of this season. What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their pizza pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday. And then you can get ready for football and fun Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it. And more importantly than anything else, always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, Literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. So I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed, and it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has 
led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It seems absolutely wild to me that Thanksgiving is already over and we're already racing through the holidays. And before you know it, it's going to be New Year's Day 2024. Part of me is incredibly excited for the holidays, the hustle and bustle, the magic, the love, the giving, everything amazing that goes into it every single year. But there's another part of me that's anxious, nervous, sad, emotional, and kind of just ready to put the holidays behind me and fast forward right past everything. For me, I always find it stressful trying to find the perfect gift for people to try to make everyone's holiday a perfect success and to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. If we're being real, we all know that this time of year can be a lot, and it's natural to have a wide range of emotions and feelings during the holiday chaos. That's where therapy has come up huge for me. Amongst all the anxious and chaotic moments, therapy has been the anchor that's kept me grounded and the guiding light to get me through the season. I've learned to keep an eye on the positives, to avoid the triggers that cause me to be anxious, and to focus on all the joy and love that's surrounding me during the holidays. If you think that therapy could benefit you, it's time to give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp will flex to your needs, your schedule, and your unique situation. You too can find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash packaday to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash packaday. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Pick's favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community each week. I've had so much fun making Prize Picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, if we're looking across the interwebs at all the amazing, you know, sort of playoff predictors and those sort of things that are out there, the Packers odds, if you want to go by different sports books and things like that, per DraftKings right now, and again, as I'm recording this, these things can change in a moment's notice, but I looked them up all right before I recorded this. DraftKings gives Green Bay a 50% chance to make the playoffs. 
New York Times in their playoff simulator gives Green Bay a 45% chance to make the playoffs, where ESPN in their football power index gives Green Bay a 44.1% chance to make the playoffs. So either way, you're looking at pretty much a coin flip one way or the other that Green Bay gets in or doesn't get in. And if they do, you're almost assuredly looking at either the number six or the number seven seed in the NFC. If you're looking at it from, all right, what games do you really want to kind of keep an eye on moving forward? Or like, what are the most important games? The Vikings game is the single most important game for Green Bay moving forward. If like all other things aside, no matter what happens, like we don't know what happens in any of the other games and we don't know anything that happens in the Packers other games, right? Just the Vikings game alone. If you said right now, if the Vikings game were to be played at this instant and Green Bay beat the Vikings, they would go up to a 65% chance to make the playoffs per New York Times. If they were to lose that game to the Vikings, they would go down to a 26% chance to make the playoffs. That is a 39% swing in the wrong direction if they were to lose instead of win. Either way, it's a 39% swing one way or the other. That is the biggest game on the schedule remaining for the Packers from a playoff standpoint is Packers at Vikings. Again, win gets you in 65% of the time. Loss gets you in only 26% of the time. Huge remaining game. The Bears in the final week is the next biggest. You win that game against the Bears, you are 60% chance to get in. You lose, you are only 26% chance to get in. A 34% swing one way or the other. Bucks is the third most important. Win that, you have a 58% chance to get in. Lose it, you only have a 27% chance to get in. A 31% swing one way or the other. Followed by the Giants. If you win, you get a 54% chance. If you lose, you have only a 24% chance, actually the worst of any team uh, that they would face if they were to lose that game. And that would be a 30% swing. The Chiefs game is next. If they win that one, they go up to a 67% chance to make the playoffs. If they lose it, however, they are still a better odds than any of the other games they could possibly lose with still a 38% chance to make the playoffs. So only a 29% swing that way. And for the Panthers, if they were to win that one, it only goes up to 54% chance to make the playoffs. If they lose, though, it goes down to 26%, a 28% swing one way or the other. So most important game, Vikings, followed by the Bears, followed by the Bucks, followed by the Giants, the Chiefs, and then the Panthers. That's your power rankings of games with most importance moving forward. So what if the most obvious scenario plays out? They lose to the Chiefs this Sunday. They beat the Giants on the road. They beat the Buccaneers at home. They beat the Panthers on the road. They lose to the Vikings on the road. And then they beat the Bears at home. They finish nine and eight. Two losses to the Chiefs and the Vikings. Wins against the Giants, Bucks, Panthers, and Bears. Again, finishing nine and eight. In that specific scenario, per New York Times playoff simulator, they would have a 79% chance to make the playoffs. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, assuming they lose their worst two games. Uh, or the hardest two games against the Chiefs and Vikings and win their other four, a 79% chance to make the playoffs. It's not perfect. They could still get beaten out depending on what happens to other teams. And that would suck if they go nine and eight and don't get in the playoffs. But you know, 79, 80% chance, that's a pretty good odds that they get in in the most likely scenario. Again, if they lose to the two hardest teams and beat everyone else, all right, right around, again, four to five times they're going to get in the playoffs. So let's look at some other opportunities here. If they go undefeated the remainder of the season, New York Times gives them a 100% chance 
to make the playoffs. So if you're looking at a run the table scenario, a run the table scenario gets them in 100% of the time per New York Times. What if they have one loss? All right, one loss. If it's to the Vikings, if that one loss is to the Vikings and they beat everyone else, they have a 96% chance to make the playoffs. If that one loss is to anyone else and they beat the Vikings, they have a greater than 99.9 or 99% chance to make the playoffs. So you would ideally have that loss actually be against the Chiefs because it's an AFC team and you want to beat all the NFC teams. That can help in tiebreakers as well. But what New York Times is saying is lose to the Vikings and, and win the rest of your games, have a 96% chance, or win all of your games and lose any other game besides the Vikings and have a 99% chance to get in. So either way, lose one game and you're almost assuredly going to get in the playoffs in some capacity. How about two losses? This is going to fluctuate greatly depending on who the two losses are against. The worst case scenario with two losses is that you lose to the Vikings and the Bears. You lose to the Vikings and the Bears and your odds of making the playoffs per New York Times is only 72% chance. So 72% chance if you lose to the Vikings and the Bears. If you were to lose to the Chiefs and the Giants, you're still a 94% chance to make the playoffs. That's the best case scenario. So two losses is going to fluctuate somewhere between 72% and 94%. Just depends who you lose to, who you beat, and those sort of things. But still, you go four and two the rest of the way, and your worst case scenario is that you're still a 72% chance to make the playoffs. So this is still looking pretty good. If you're at three losses, then things get a lot more challenging. Three losses is your best case scenario is that those losses are to the Chiefs, Giants, and Bears, and then you have a 42% chance to make the playoffs. But if those three losses are to the Vikings, Bears, and Bucks, that's the worst case scenario, and you're only a 12% chance to make the playoffs. Somewhere between 12% and 42%, depending on who those three losses are to. So just to recap one more time, you go undefeated, you're at 100% chance, you have one loss somewhere between 96 and 99% chance. Two losses is somewhere between a 72 and a 94% chance, again, depending on who those losses are to. And, a th- and three losses gives you somewhere between a 12 and 42% chance, depending on who those three losses are to. So it's interesting, but three losses, not great, but you've got a chance. Two losses looking good, but you could get spoiled out of the playoffs, depending on how the rest of the game's going, depending on who your two losses are to. One loss almost assuredly gets you in. No losses gets you in for sure. So that's what you're looking at moving forward. The good news, as I mentioned just a second ago, is that the game that you are most likely to lose is to the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's also usually the best loss that you could have the remainder of the year. Like if you could cherry pick one loss for Green Bay to have, it would be the Chiefs because that's an AFC team. It's not going to mess with any NFC standings and it's not going to mess with any NFC tiebreakers. So the game that you're actually most likely to lose is actually the game that's best to lose for Green Bay, but then things are going to get a lot tougher. You either want to run the table in your final five or at least go four and one and have that loss not be to the Vikings is what you're probably looking at. Or, you know, just beat the Chiefs and everyone else and then you're guaranteed to have a chance going in. So the moral of the story here is that regardless of what scenario you want to play out, the playoffs are in fact a real legitimate possibility based on what Green Bay does moving forward. Keep it to two losses or less, 
you're probably talking about Green Bay being in the playoffs in January, which is a crazy, crazy thought, again, based on where things were at just a few weeks ago, which is, again, crazy to say. So now that we sort of know that Green Bay does have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs, what if there's still a handful of you out there that are hoping that, hey, I, I don't want the playoffs. In fact, I'm still, I'd rather have this team lose games and I'd rather get a really good draft pick to help this team moving forward. Okay. I disagree with the thought process and we'll go over that in just a little bit, but let's say you are on the train of wanting to lose and get better draft picks still at this point. Well, the first of all, the good news is right now, Green Bay, if the season were to end today, has picked 13, 39, 44, 79, and 80. Five picks in the top 80, three in the top 44, and pick 13 overall. That's still pretty darn good draft capital when you have five picks in the top 80. Basically in the top 80, it doesn't exactly work out this way, but you have one out of every 16 picks in the top 80 of the draft. That is, again, a ton of capital. Green Bay could move down from 13 and pick up even more picks in the top 100 if they wanted to, or they could use some of that capital to get up from pick 13 to maybe get a premium player in this next draft. So they have plenty of draft capital at their disposal right now, and the Jets and Bills can keep losing, which would be great, and even improve the Jets pick from pick 39, maybe to pick 35, 36 would be great. And the Bills could keep losing and move that pick from 80, maybe even, you know, even further, maybe into that 75-ish range. The Bills schedule remaining at Chiefs, Cowboys, at Chargers, Patriots, and at Dolphins. So not an easy schedule for the Bills, and you could see some legitimate losses heading their way if they don't turn things around really quick. The Jets and the Fighting Tim Boyles, you've got the Falcons at home, the Texans at home, at Dolphins, Commanders and Browns at home, at Patriots. Jets have a few more winnable games, but they are also atrocious right now. So who knows? But either way, even if you're on the go make the playoff bandwagon, you can still cheer against the Bills and the Jets moving forward to help Green Bay's draft stock in the second and third round. If you're cheering against the Packers to get wins, well, even at five wins, and they lose the rest of their games, you're probably looking somewhere in that four to eight range with the draft pick. It's going to be really difficult to get in that top one, two, or three pick range based on the remainder of the season and just based on how bad those teams in the top three are. So I don't think you're getting a top three pick no matter what. And like I said, even losing the rest of your games, you're probably looking at picks four through eight. And honestly, like what's the cost of losing out at that point? Like it probably means that things went atrocious because it means you lost to the Panthers. It means you lost to the Bears, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, the Giants. Like things went awful, which means Jordan Love probably did not play well the remainder of the season if the Green Bay lost every one of their games. Probably means you had some bad injury luck, which if it's the wrong type of injury, you could affect 2024 with that. And you miss out on an opportunity to get a young team into the playoffs and gain valuable experience. And you probably didn't see the progress and, you know, just upward trend from a lot of these young players that you're hoping for. So I don't, and just to get like what the sixth pick in the draft, to me, that's not worth it in any way, shape or form. So if it's me and it is me that's talking. So I'm going to say, I still want Green Bay to win as many games as they can, make that playoff push. They're not going to make the, the run towards the Super Bowl, but that's okay. That winning experience, and even if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, that experience is invaluable. And I just want to see this team continue to grow and make the right steps moving forward to continue to show those signs of progress. So I don't think there's a ton of value in Green Bay losing out, and I would much rather have them 
win as many games as they can and make that legitimate push towards the playoffs. What? Why not? Why not? Because like I said, the, the alternative is, I don't know, like the seventh, sixth, maybe fifth or fourth pick. And like Green Bay could still mess that up. Like they could get a better player at pick 17 or wherever they're picking. You just don't know. It's If it's one thing, it's like if you're chasing pick one or two and you're it's a like life-changing draft pick or something like that. Okay. I can understand it. Green Bay's not going to get in that range anyway. And the way Jordan loves playing, I don't know that you want to take a flyer on a rookie quarterback over what you have with Jordan developed anyway. So cheer for the wins is I think where everyone should be at right now, but to each their own. And if you're cheering for the losses, well, then cheer for Green Bay to lose, of course, and keep cheering for the Jets and Bills to lose moving forward. So that's where I'm at right now. If you're cheering for a Packers playoffs, just kind of recap, cheer for a Packers win. And of course, cheer for a Seahawks and Vikings you know, loss every single week. And in the meantime, cheer for some Jets and Bills losses as well to help that second and third round draft status, because you don't even need to tank to get some better draft picks if the Bills and Jets can continue to lose. All right, that does it for my recap of where Green Bay is at from a playoff standpoint and where they're at from a draft standpoint. Again, currently holding picks 13, 39, 44, 79, and 80 in the top 100 in the draft and legitimately making a push towards the playoffs. Number eight right now, they need to get to seven or better and are right around about a coin flips chance to do so depending on what happens the remainder of the season. Shout out to our new members, AJ, Hog, uh, or AJ Haig Wrestling, I believe, and Chris Johnson. And then a brand new Hall of Fame member. And kudos to you, sir, or ma'am, whoever it might be. I will give you your one-time shout out uh, as a, uh, I think probably signing up as a Hall of Fame member just to say your name. So congratulations, my balls itch, 1023 as the new Hall of Fame member. You will from here on out be known as MBI 1023. So anyone that is, uh, you know, a listener of this that hears me say MBI 1023, you can be in on the inside joke, and you know now that that is my balls itch 1023. Uh, you are, I'm more than happy to uh, play that out today and give you your moment in the in the you know whatever it is to 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 have me say it out loud. You're welcome for doing so. But from now on, you'll be known as MBI. 1023. But shout out to AJ Hag Wrestling, Chris Johnson, and MBI 1023 for being our new members. And shout out to all of our Hall of Fame and All Pro members Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wynn, John Wilde, Che Bradad, Arnaldo Espinosa, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, and the one and only MBI 1023. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you guys right back here tomorrow. But until next time, and as always, go pack, go and go. Bears?